Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. This morning on the third hour of today, swing and a miss? Some baseball fans and players are crying foul over New Jersey's, why they're not happy, and how the league is pushing back. Then later, it's fun family drama. Abigail Spencer and Donald Faison live talking about their new NBC sitcom, Extended Family. Plus, puppy love in Studio 1A. Simple ways to make sure your best friends live long, healthy lives. And the goat of all pasta dishes, a cheesy, sweet, tangy Italian dinner you can make tonight. Today, Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning and welcome to the third hour of today on this Tuesday. I'm Chanel here with Al and Dylan. And as you can see here in the yellow pants, we have a special (laughs) guest joining us to start the show because today is an exciting, long-awaited day for our friend Savannah. Her new book, it's out today. It's called Mostly what God does. Can you believe it? I can't. I Look cannot at, believe there it. There it is on the, the life section of uh, USA Today. There's the book. There's Savannah. Wow. Very nice. I kind of can't believe that this actually, you know, a year ago, I didn't even know I was going to do this. It all happened really fast. I feel excited and yeah. a little, you know, nervous and thrilled, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it's so personal. I've done yeah. kids books before, sure. but that's of course totally different. And this is very much like putting my heart yeah. out there. And um, I hope that people find love and and kinship there. I mean, that's the reason to do it. That's it's mm-hmm. it, that's really it's it's not about me, it's not a memoir mm-hmm. or anything. It's just about a, pers- a regular person and faith and some of the ups and downs that we all have. Well, you know, uh, listen, for those of us who know you, know that this is at your very core and has always been at your core. And and I know probably as a journalist and as a you know, public person, it, 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 there's this this reticence to share mm-hmm. something that's so core to yourself. Yeah. So what made you get over the hump for doing that? You know, I was kind of mentioning this before. It's one of those things I, I never dreamed I would do something like this. As you know, as all my friends know and people at work, everyone knows that faith is really important to me. But I wasn't trying to, like, go out there and be public or start mm-hmm. proclaiming something. But I was given the opportunity. Someone approached me and said, would you ever want to write about faith? Mm-hmm. And for the first time, I couldn't say no. No way right away. I mean, I, I don't, I wasn't looking to write any book. I don't, I'm not looking for extra credit. You know, I got a job. We wake up early. Right. I got two kids. I'm like, no, no, no. But then I thought, you know, I feel like I might have something good to say about God. And then I wanted to say it. You know, yeah. it wasn't like, oh, I should or I have to or I ought to or some cosmic payback for the good fortune in my mm-hmm. life. It was, God made it seem like it was my idea. And it was a joy. And it once I decided, I just said to the editor and everybody, I'll just try. Like, I don't know if I have a whole book in me, but I'm, I'm willing to try. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it was just kind of spilling out and was so exciting and thrilling. And I was learning new things and remembering old things and reading old journals. And I mean, you know, the book is dedicated to Vale and Charlie. And if nothing else, I knew like... I told them everything I know up to now mm-hmm. about the God that loves them. Mm-hmm. And putting that down in, on paper, yeah. that's well, worth that, it right there. I want there. to ask, because 
it was years ago. You had an event at your church in Savannah. You spoke at it and it was something you were there mm-hmm. and it was something that just stuck with me because I'm, I mean, faith is a huge part of my life. I don't know how to put it into words, yeah. but when I'm scared, when I'm nervous about something, when I'm uneasy, I pray. Mm. But you have captured that ability to put that kind of stuff on paper. Mm. How has faith helped you through some of those difficult times? I mean, so many times. And I think, I, I hope the book is really, I mean, it's for people of faith or people of no faith. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have a doubt. I write a lot about doubt, actually. I mean, it's a, you know, it's not easy, but it's simple. Mostly what God does is love you. And, you know, we all come to it from different angles, but that's, that's the bottom line. And so I felt like, you know, I, um, when we talked at the church that day, I think it was for Mother's Day. Yeah. It was about, no, right. and I was, I was talking about how motherhood really brought home to me the way that God loves us. Mm-hmm. Cause it was the first time I'd ever really experienced unconditional love, mm-hmm. but not just unconditional, just also like the way we delight in our mm-hmm. kids and we love them and we relish their every accomplishment mm-hmm. and milestone. And then also how our heart breaks when something doesn't go their way and how we, we literally, we breathe, we live in breathe with our children. Mm -hmm. And when I finally, it clicked for me, oh, that's how God feels about me and about you and about all of his children. And I'm not making that up. I mean, that's the metaphor used uh, throughout history and throughout scripture, father to children. It's so tender and intimate. And um, so that's one of, I mean, that's just one example of something that I write about. Um, that's really transformative if you could really believe it. If you could believe it. You've been all over the country already, which is amazing because she's here and then she's all over the place. And you've had packed auditoriums. What does that tell you from D.C. to Nashville or wherever you are? It's almost like I've, I looked at some of those faces and they're looking at you with this like almost a spirit of expectancy. Like, okay, what is she going to talk about? What does that tell you that so many people are kind of longing to hear what's in this? I have been so surprised and delighted. I mean, you guys well know I was terrified yeah. to do this and to put myself out there because it's a scary world. But I have been so just completely moved and touched by how many people have said, I'm so glad you're talking about this, or I'd like to hear about this. Even again, people that don't necessarily come from this faith background at all. I've had the most interesting conversations Mm -hmm. with people I've known for years and years, and Mm -hmm. I never knew that they thought about faith in any context. Mm -hmm. And then now they're sending me thoughts and notes and we're texting and we're, and I think, I think it's not just me. I think everyone yearns for deeper connection. Yep. And whatever you believe, I think this can be a call to those conversations. Yep. Mm-hmm. Whether you bring a lot of faith or you bring a lot of doubt. That's what's great about this book. It starts a conversation. Yeah. You know, this, this is just the beginning. And by the way, it's just, I love this picture of you on the front, <laughs> but it's a dual thing because it slides off. Yeah, and then mark. you got a bookmark. You like, know what I love about you. That's, that's it. Look at that. Free that's bookmark. Two for one. Free bookmark. Look, just like that. Anyway, uh, it, it is so good. Absolutely. And we're sure? so yes. thrilled for you. Thank you so and, much. Oh, by the way, I wanted yeah. to tell you guys about yes. this. I did the audio book. Yes. Oh. And it, you can get the audio book today. Right. But I, when I did it, I had a cold as usual. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and so it sounds kind of, you know, nasal. Yes, so I me. redid the whole thing. Oh, wow. And wow. it's going to be, you. In a, if you download it in a week, you'll get the non-nasal version. Okay. You, can, you, you can, can download, download it today it for and re-download for free. Re-down, re-download it <laughs> yeah. so you can compare them. I know, exactly. <laughs> Either way, you only have to pay once. That's okay. right. The book is called Most what God does. It is now available on today.com slash books. Already a bestseller on Amazon. We love it. Yes. We are Thank so you. proud of you. I love you so Savannah. much. Thank oh. you. I'll be back. Mwah. 
Okay. Should we switch gears? I guess oh, just a bit. Now baseball what are we now, right? <laughs> Talking right. baseball. Guys, baseball is back. And this year, one of the hot topics is what the players are wearing. Major League Baseball debuted new redesigned jerseys, and they haven't exactly been a home run. NBC's Sam Brock is live in Miami with more on that. Hey, Sam, what's, what's the problem here with these jerseys? Look, I think part of it, Dylan, really is just anytime you change anything in sports, it engenders a little bit of pushback. And the players are looking at these jerseys and they're commenting and saying, well, it looks a little different. The quality is off. It looks kind of cheap in some cases. But MLB says the performance is the point, especially as the judgments are coming in. With spring training in full swing. Baseball's not only buzzing about megastar Shohei Otani switching jerseys to join the Los Angeles Dodgers, but they're also talking about his actual jersey after the league debuted a new fabric and technology. Somehow this feels even more authentic than the ones that we've been wearing. Some players, like Otani's Dodgers teammate Jason Hayward, speaking up as negative comments surfaced about the new apparel. From The Athletic, reporting an Angels outfielder saying they look like a replica to the Baltimore banner, quoting an Orioles veteran who said, I think that the performance wear might feel nice, but the look of it is like a knockoff jersey from TJ Maxx. This tweet claiming to show the difference in stitching and lettering between old and new Mariners jerseys. Baseball's commissioner, though, brushing back the criticism. They're designed to be performance wear as opposed to what has traditionally been worn, so they are going to be different, but they have been tested more extensively than any jersey in any sport. While this might feel like something out of a Seinfeld satire, Nike has been developing the Nike Vapor Premier for more than a half decade, and Fanatics manufactures it. While both companies did not provide NBC News with a formal statement, Nike does say the new fabric provides 25% more stretch, allows the jersey to dry 28% faster, and that they even body scanned more than 300 players to get the right fit. I think the players will, will see the amount of thought and care that's been put into this. And when yeah. it fits really well on a hot day in Kansas City in August. And indeed, some of the sport's biggest names gave largely rave reviews when the jerseys first debuted at last year's All-Star Game. But with the duds costing two, three, or even $400, we wanted to know if fans noticed the changes. Yeah, there's a difference. Do you like the way one looks more than the other? To me, they look the same. No comment. <laughs> now, a lot of the concern, or at least criticism so far, guys, has been about the lettering, and specifically that it seems kind of compressed, not sized properly on the jersey. As it was explained to me, it's difficult with this kind of thin fabric to have a weightier emblem or stitching on there, but this is ongoing. The conversation is going on between Nike and Fanatics and the players and managers as we move forward in spring training. Hmm. Back to you. All right. It's a, I mean, yeah, it, you want to be more comfortable when you're playing, right? What does it, what it, it feel like to you, Sam? I mean, does it really feel kind of cheap? <laughs> it, does, it does feel different. I'm not going to lie. It's hard to say because I have an old version here, old school Derek Jeter. And then I have, uh, obviously, Aaron Judge from this year. Looking at it, it's not as obvious when you feel the texture of the fabric. It is a little bit different. By the way, you know, Seinfeld, for example, they changed from polyester to cotton, which seemed like a great idea to George, and then the jerseys shrink <laughs> they the next day. They couldn't, they couldn't hit. People who are smarter than me know a lot more about what they're doing with these fabrics. Yes. Exactly. Probably better than Isn't it amazing? 
that there is, thank you so much, Sam, uh, it, it, that any story we do, we can do a, a Seinfeld time. That is too. crazy. You know? I mean, Every as soon as I heard this story, story this morning. Call and phone of you. I They're like, like yeah. Yeah. in there. Costanza! <laughs> Gets all worked up. What does Carson say this morning? Simon. He's manhandling yeah, people. It's true. Simon and the Simpsons. They have references for everything. All right. All right. Well, just ahead, our series Discover Black Heritage, a first look at a groundbreaking exhibit telling an important American story through art. And then later, look who's with us this morning. Actors Abigail Spencer and Donald Faison are live in studio. They are starring in a new NBC sitcom based on a real family. We're hear all about it. We come right back. Donald's suit is actually made out of that material. <laughs> Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are back now with our series, Discover Black Heritage, and a first look at a groundbreaking exhibition inside the Metropolitan Museum of Art. It is a unique visual experience focused on the Harlem Renaissance, celebrating an important period in American art history. I've never been to, to an exhibit that is you know, in progress, and it's really beautiful. Well, thank you, thank you. Here at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, curator at large, Denise Morell, gave me a first look at a collection of more than 160 works of art from a very crucial point in history, the Harlem Renaissance. When previously in our history <laughs> do you see scenes of black people at leisure, a beautiful, idyllic mm -hmm. environment? This is another one of the handful of women artists, uh, Augusta Savage. The sculptor is titled Lift Every Voice and Sing, the song that later became known as the Black National Anthem. Obviously, it's very important for people of color to come. But why is it important for people who are not of color to come see this? It changes the assumptions that there is no history, that there was no art. People have asked me, who are the famous artists? And if I say Aaron Douglas, Augusta Savage, a lot of people don't necessarily know those names. So restoring that lost history and bringing it back to the very center of how we think about American art, American identity, and international modernism. 
The Harlem Renaissance and Transatlantic Modernism Exhibition explores the great migration of the black community from the rural south to places like New York City, where black artists of the 1920s to 40s created portraits, sculptures, murals, and photographs depicting everyday life, activism, and more. This is by Archibald Motley, Chicago-based. Just a sense of economic, cultural, and social Mm self-determination, self-expression. That is part of what the the Harlem Renaissance was about. The idealistic representation of children was a big part of how the aspiration Mm -hmm. of the black community was And the pride you can see. The pride, absolutely. Denise, what were the ingredients that came together to begin this movement in Harlem? as the Great Migration began. You have this concentration of black people who are free from legalized segregation, everyday people, but also the emerging professional classes. Mm -hmm. And from that emerged the great literature of the period, Langston Hughes, Zora Neale Hurston, saying that autonomous black self-expression is the way forward for us as a people, whether it's literature, music, art, or politics. Some of the art coming from the collections of historically black colleges and universities. Clark Atlanta University, when I visited them to look through their collections, we pulled this out. It was in storage. HBCUs like Howard, Hampton, and Fisk, where prominent names W.E.B. Du Bois earning his bachelor's degree and James Weldon Johnson teaching also loaned pieces. I think a lot of people don't realize that HBCUs have this trove of of this artwork. Totally. I mean, really, we owe the ability to do an exhibition like this to the fact that HBCUs were stewards of this work at the time. Aaron Douglas Mm -hmm. went to Fisk University to start the art department. Director and curator of galleries at Fisk University, Jamal Sheets, knows the importance of sharing this art. Fisk University has been collecting since the 1870s. So there are a few paintings by Aaron Douglas. There's also works by Ronald Rice. Paintings also by uh, Malvin Ray Johnson. Loaning these works fosters greater access to our collections, which is part of our mission. Aaron Douglas's art is also a pivotal part of the Schomburg Center for Research in Black Culture in Harlem. Director Joy Bivens says they loaned this mural plus nearly a dozen other pieces. We see a historical movement of folks from the South, in the fields, looking to the future, moving to the North. All of these things that are really so important to what what it means to be Black and to be modern. What do you want people to come away with once they have walked through this exhibit? I want people to have an understanding that we've got a hundred years of history of African-American-led modernism. I hope that generations of today will uh, be inspired and use it as a resource to do the continued work. You know, interestingly enough, Denise Morrell was uh, was born at in Harlem Hospital. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so not too far, for, obviously. And, and uh, so for her, this is a full, full circle, circle moment, moment as the at-large That's curator. Uh, this, this It's really amazing when you get to walk through it. And uh, I think people's eyes are really going to be open. And it's going to run from uh, February 25th to uh, July 28th. So I, I think everybody's got to go see Absolutely. this. Absolutely. I was, I'm a, like I said, I've lived here. My kids have gone mm-hmm. to the Met several times, but I haven't gone. So it's, Me neither. It's time. You yep. neither. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's right. We'll, we'll, do, a we'll do a buddy trip. up and exactly. we'll all go. You should. All yes. Right. Museum. Night at the museum. Boom. We're coming. <laughs> all right. Well, still to come, look who's here. Abigail Spencer and Donald Faison are live to tell us about their new NBC sitcom that's based on a real-life family. And then later, some doggone cute guests in Aww. Studio One. And look at that. We are celebrating so Love Your Pet Day with advice for pet parents. The third hour of today returns in just 60 seconds. You guys bring your pets. two actors we've been watching for decades. Oh. You know Abigail Spencer from her work <laughs> in Grey's Anatomy and for her role as attorney Dana Scott in her hit series Suits. And of course, Donald Faison bursting onto the screen in the 1995 classic Clueless, later dancing his way into our hearts as Turk <laughs> in the hit sitcom Scrubs. Well, now they are together in a new NBC series. It's called Extended Family. Abigail plays Julia, a mom who's engaged to Donald's character, Trey, owner of the Boston Celtics. But she's also co-parenting with her ex-husband, played by John Cryer. And that can well make things a little complicated. <laughs> I love you, Julia, but you are not above a fib here and there and there. And over there. <laughs> and I like you, Jim. Even though you took some getting used to. So did you. So did you. So did you. So did you. <laughs> Abigail and Donald, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, I got caught up watching us I on know, television. Like, <laughs> this is lovely. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I, I find it so, I mean, you just ooze like you could be someone who would own a sports team. Yes. I get right? that all the time. Yes. I mean, yeah. so this yeah. is the ideal role yeah. for you. Yeah. Especially when he's doing the running man. Yes. 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 I was uh, <laughs> this old when I thought to myself, if only one day I could own the Boston Celtics. Yeah. And it finally happened. Here you are. And it this, finally happened. Yes. Yes. Years old. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, but this is actually based on the true life of yes. the uh, owner of the Boston Celtics Wick, where they Julia do this. Julia and George. Uh, Wick, Amelia. Sorry. George. I know. I just I recombined. Amelia and George yeah. are the three people who this show is based on. Yeah. I Have played, you met them? Oh, oh, several times. Yeah, I was with them last week. Oh. <laughs> I love you, They are amazing. Yeah. Went to a game? Well, we we went by the Celtics-Nets game. Uh, I mean, okay. look. There's Did you go parts. into the game? We, I went into the game. Did you I sit went, on the floor? For two seconds. See, <laughs> See I'm a Celtics fan, so are now I'm really? jealous. Okay. Okay. All of New York. All of New York. Are you okay right now? Sorry. I know. They know where I stand. Okay, okay. Two of you saw alongside John Cryer. First of all, kind of a parenting trio. It looks like you guys have great chemistry. Seems like you guys have a lot of fun. And I will also say, I come from a blended family. Mm. And I remember growing up, I wanted to see shows that were kind of like mine. Like, it was like... Not typical, but I loved it just the same. And yeah. so I feel like people can relate to it. A lot of people. Yeah. Well, yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, I think that's why I know I wanted to do it, not to speak for Donald, but we've talked about this is like to put something like divorce could be a little yes. different. Mm-hmm. Families can look different. It could be a different way to do it because the show really is about family. And mm-hmm. that is the circumstance of the three of us trying to work it out mm-hmm. is, is the comedy. I do wish that when I was younger, my parents this show would have been on for them mm, because yeah. the going back and forth was a pain in the A. You know <laughs> okay. what I was yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, Good morning today. And so that was that was very difficult. And then when I went through divorce, it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, I don't know about you guys, but Abigail and I both have gone through divorce. Mm-hmm. And this is it's a very 
painful process. Yeah. Yes. And sunny seemed, and peachy. Yeah, yes. Yes. Seems Good to times. Uh, they right. found a way to yeah. sacrifice for the kids, and that's always mm-hmm. important. Yeah, yeah. So, so you both have been involved in, in these other hit shows. And Abigail, you're, you know, you were on Scrub, uh, not Scrubs. You were, no, no, no. You were on Suits. It, 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 the crossover the other episode. Well, yeah, yeah. You, at one point, Scrubs was a bigger show. Yeah. But now. That's right. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about 48 over Over 2.3 billion minutes. 49 billion. It's jumped. It's jumped. Wow. Big leap. So what was was that like? I mean, we understand that your role was like. Well, it was all all because of me. Because of you. Thank you for noticing. It was somebody else on the show, I think, (laughs) who's gone on to do something. But you. Yes, but me. Um, It's been a wild experience. I think we're all learning about streaming and you can make something. It can live on and on just like extended family will do. Mm -hmm. Thank you for noticing. We're on Peacock, by the way. I mean, it's it's been wild. And what a joy, you know, that people are discovering it now and they're going to make a new one. So... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Suits oh, LA. Wow. Yes, oh, yeah. Steven okay. Amal yeah, yeah, is the yeah, new star the of the show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the cast is so great and wonderful, and I'm just glad people are discovering yeah. it now. And so the other S show, <laughs> Scrubs. Oh, um, yes. So you and Zach Braff, you, you, the show's been over for a while, but you do a lot together. A lot of commercials, and you had a Super Bowl commercial with Jason oh, Momoa. Yeah. Well, uh, like yeah. three Super yeah. Bowl commercials. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a yeah. fourth Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, based on just based on the dancing. based on the dancing alone. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, anytime you can get Jason Momoa singing, wow. it's a it's a win. You know what I mean? Uh, and we did that T-Mobile uh, three years in a row. That's mm-hmm. so cool. At the two minute warning. Yeah. In the fourth quarter. Wow. I mean, you can't beat it with a baseball bat. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Would they ever bring scub- Scrubs back? I mean, I, I, I got to tell you, I missed that. Show. I think we're Wait, working what? on it. I think we're working on it. You could do a movie, right? Uh, like a Scrubs movie. Or a limited series yeah, type really? thing. Oh, that would be amazing. Stay tuned. We'll oh, see what happens. I would okay. love that. You heard it here I'm all in. I'm all in. All right. Thank you so much. What a joy to have you yeah. here. Thank you for having us. And the latest episode of Extended Family, it airs tonight at 8.30 p.m. right here on NBC. And as we mentioned, is available to stream on Peacock tomorrow. That's love right. It. Well, coming up, hold on to your... A pause, <laughs> because we have some special guests in the Studio 1A to celebrate Love Your Pet Day Aww. with advice to help your furry friends live their best life. Oh, that's cuteness overload. Third hour of today, right back. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. If you ever needed to be persuaded that bad things can happen anywhere, then take a journey with us. From compelling mysteries to in-depth investigations, our Dateline episodes are available as podcasts. Follow Dateline NBC now to get new episodes every Tuesday. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Great storytelling with a twist from the true crime original.
Did you know today is National Love Your Pet Day? And we have some ideas to show a little extra love to our furry friends. Here to help us out is veterinarian Dr. Quan Stewart from Project Street Vet. Good morning to you. Thank you for coming in. Good morning, everybody. So we've all heard of spring cleaning. I just did some myself last week, but I never thought about the fact that you should perhaps spring clean for your pet. Well, yes, it's a time for renewal and rebirth. Uh, we have pollen and allergies. Right. Mm-hmm. And we not only see allergies on the human side, we see it on the pet side as well. I didn't know that. My yeah. dog does sneeze a lot. Yeah. Well, on the human side, it's usually sneezing and runny mm-hmm. nose, uh-huh. itchy eyes. But on the dog side, it's, it's itching. It's scratching yeah. and itching. Uh-huh. It's really prevalent. And, mm-hmm. We see ear infections secondarily to the allergies. So very common this time of the year. Secondly, we'll see fleas. So okay. bugs start to hatch, right? Yeah. Fleas very common. And this booger, this guy is fascinating. Fleas can leap further than any other animal in the animal kingdom for their size. Wow. That's disgusting. The female can lay up to 40 <laughs> eggs, and these eggs can lay dormant in your home for weeks oh, no. and months. Oh, my wow. And it's usually That's in the fantastic. springtime that they, they, start, they start to hatch. So oh, everything's calm. Insane. and all of a sudden. So the same way you clean your house for yourself, it's the same for the pets, right? Are you doing anything extra? Well, or? and that's a good point because with the fleas in particular, if you have an infestation, all of a sudden things are calm, but boom, within a day, you can have an outbreak in your home. Oof. Vacuuming is actually one of the best things you can do. Okay. So cleaning your linens and vacuuming to get mm-hmm. those eggs up off the floor and the rug, that is one of the best things you can do. Okay. And, and the third thing is, obviously, for the things I mentioned and going into the spring, it's a good time to see your veterinarian. Yeah. Okay. Go in and get checked up, get a clean bill of health, move forward for the summer. Mm-hmm. Okay. What should you be doing? What, what should your vet be doing for that biannual checkup? Well, they're going to do a complete thorough exam, and then they're going to address things like fleas and ticks. Mm-hmm. Heartworm is another. So mosquitoes Aww. transmit mm-hmm. heartworm disease. We've all heard of heartworm disease. Mm-hmm. So they can get you on the right preventatives going into the summer. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like as humans, we all like praise affirmation. Pets, affirmation. I feel like pets like that too. Like you have a little snuggle. They, like they love so it. Sweet. They love it. But here is the cool thing about dogs in particular. More than okay. any other uh, animal in the animal world, more than any other species, the canine species will often trade love and affection for treats. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. It, 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 so will I. It yeah. is amazing. Well, <laughs> You're so you lucky. You want to hug? Let's talk treats over here. We have some over here. We do. Um, you say, and you can also turn it into a little fun activity as well, right? So uh, I, I talk about giving love to our, our, our canine friends. Yes. And, and, and this point is cool. If I were to try and condition or train, say, a bear okay. or a cat yeah. or a parrot, they want their treat rewards. The dogs will take love. Still, the, these nice. are treats. They love their treats. These are my homemade treats, actually. Oh, called, I, I made these before What's I came out. They're called street treats. Uh, there is sweet potato. There's some flour. There's protein. Mm-hmm. And I, I mix it up. There's a little bit of bacon grease. They love that. Oh. Made with a lot of love. Oh, these are my the personal. On there. Okay, you're That's such cool. A, yeah, I'm, look, I'm, I'm no chef, but as I said, they're made with a little love. And these okay. are like jerky treats. Mm-hmm. But these are great. Dogs love their treats. But okay. again, they love their affection too. So yeah, it's a good time just to give them a snuggle. And- to give them a little Can bowl. I give them a treat or should and, I? Not? Yeah, they could probably and take then, a little look, treat. Is this peanut butter? And there's something really cool called a treat ladder. So this concept is cool. It's called a treat ladder. And on one end of the ladder, we have high end treats. Right. Those are things like little pieces of steak. And on the lower end, we have shelf-stable treats. But these are probably somewhere in the middle. But if you really want to save those good rewards for a moment of the veterinarian, you want those high-reward treats. A little piece of hamburger, a little piece of steak. And what's the deal here? That's a little peanut butter. That, that's considered high-reward. Oh, okay. You can, you can put some on your finger. And, and they, uh, they have a good time with that. Have you ever given a treat to a dog well, before, Well, they all Chanel? started coming close to me, no. and I saw those little teeth. I look over there. 
These guys are all up for adoption through best friends. These dogs are up for adoption. They are, and best friends actually has a really cool deal going on for fifteen dollars at the end of the month. That's fantastic! Wow. What foods should we avoid giving our pets? There there are a host of foods, but some common ones that people often mistake as okay: mushrooms is one. Onions. Is okay. another. Grapes raisins. and raisins are, I mean, Gra- are very job. dangerous, Grapes right? Grapes and raisins chocolate. are toxic. And of course, mm-hmm. we know about chocolate. Yeah. There's another one called xylitol. Xylitol is in uh, sugarless gum. Oh, sure. And uh, sometimes you find that in those those sweeteners. Okay. So, yeah, be very well, careful. If anybody xylitol. needs a pet babysitter, you're welcome. You look at this. See what I just did <laughs> for everybody there? there? You, have it. <laughs> you are welcome. Giant treats for all just your pets. Feed everybody. Thank you, Dr. <laughs> thank you, guys. Probably thank like, you. I know, six portions per pet. All right. And thank you, by the way, to the Best Friends Animal Society here in New York. And if you want more information on all of these adoptable by the way, pets, you can head to today.com. Is this cat up for adoption too? And you can take this one home. (laughs) Okay, everybody's up for adoption. All right, still to come, actor Jack Rudner will tell us about his new project and we're going to look back on How I Met Your Mother. Then later, the mother of all pasta dishes, an Italian feast you can make tonight. We'll be right back. We're back now with an actor who has been entertaining us for decades. Josh Radner is best known for his role as Ted Mosby in How I Met Your Mother and shows like Fleischman is in trouble. And now his latest role takes him to the stage. Josh stars in a new play called The Ally. He plays a professor who grapples with internal conflict after a student asks him to sign a social justice manifesto, which is very timely. Mm -hmm. And Josh is here to talk all about it. Josh, good to see you. Good morning. Good to see you. Hi, good morning. So so this is kind of a a dream come true for you. You've always wanted to, this is your first time performing at the public. Yeah. uh, And you've always wanted to do this. So what was it that brought you together with this role, which seems so timely right now? Yeah, well, I went to NYU right around the corner. So I would always walk Mm -hmm. by the public and see the flags draping and think, Oh, I'd love to work there one day. <laughs> Someday. So I finally got there. Awesome. Um, uh, you know, the play, it was sent to me. I knew the playwright. I knew the director. Mm-hmm. They're incredible, Itamar Moses and Lila Neugebauer. And by the time, I didn't even have to finish <clears throat> reading the play. And I said, this is exactly why I wanted to be in the theater in the first place. It's an incredibly timely play. It's funny. It's smart. It's unsettling in the best way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really speaks to the moment. And uh, yeah, it was like a no-brainer in some ways. Mm-hmm. So it, it certainly does speak to the moment. It hits on a lot of, you know, debatable topics right now. Yeah. What is the audience reaction as you're kind of up there saying a lot of lines? Yeah. Well, the audience is as varied as the the population. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have... Uh, We really go into the belly of the beast in terms of like these hot button issues, you know, allyship, identity, politics, you know, who's standing with who, when. Um, And one of the things that I love so much about it is if you sit there long enough, you will hear your point of view expressed. You will also hear the point of view you don't believe in expressed. And I think we're in a time where we get in these echo chambers of we only read news we want to hear. We only listen to opinions we want to hear. But for the duration of the play, you have to hear your own opinion and other people's opinions. And I think there's something really almost holy about that. I love that. It's why the theater is 
the best at what it does. And we know it's a small, intimate cast, you know, these passionate monologues. Did it take a long time to memorize? I mean, because I always wonder about that. I mean, I sit there and I'm thinking, whoo, that's a lot of words. You know, a lot of actors get one of the first questions they get, how did you memorize all those lines? And I always thought, it's my job. But for this one, when people ask me that, I say, okay, here's how. Because I really, I've never had a bigger role. And and these monologues are just twisty, turny. And you want to land it, you know? Yeah, of course, you have to. Um, I started learning them before I uh, started rehearsal, which I never wow. do. Mm. I just had to. And I would go in early for rehearsal. I would stay late. I, I've never been as kind of ferociously dedicated mm. to learning a script as I am for this one. Um, my poor wife has the script memorized because she's bet. had to help me so much. <laughs> she had to listen to yeah, it quite yeah, a few yeah. times. In fact, speaking of uh, your, your wife, you just got, congratulations, you Thank got you. married last month, and you oh, obviously yeah. are a big risk taker because you got married in a snowstorm, or at least That's it, right. it was snowing. Right. Yeah. It, was this always planned to come heck oh, or high no, water? No, we called up and we said, can we have snow yes. on the date? Yes. And uh, the Hasn't weather gods years, were like, yeah, yeah, yeah we sure, can hook that up. Uh, no, it wasn't oh. quite planned. The photographers loved it, as you can see. beautiful pictures. Yeah, yeah, no. No, it was really special. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can't believe in March, it'll be a decade since How I Met Your Mother wow. it wow. ended. Yeah. Um, to me, it's like the show. I, it's like my comfort show. I uh, watch it all the time. You posted a picture with Allison Hannigan recently. Yeah. What, what do you think about when you think back to that time? I mean, it's it's hard. It, it was a decade, essentially. It was yeah. nine years. So it's not like one time. It was mm-hmm. like my 30s, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So when you think point. about a decade, it's like, there were ups, there were downs. It was crazy. It was exciting. It was, you know, it was all the things. Um, it's hard for me to think of my life or my career without that show. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just such a big part of my life. Yeah. And I'm, I'm grateful for and it. Part of our lives. Too. I yeah, know. Yeah, there are yeah. shows where Matt yeah. and I will say, let's watch this together. Yeah. It's just the show we watch. Oh, yeah. that's so yeah. nice. That's Josh, nice to hear. Yeah. Thank you so yeah, much. Thanks thank for having you. me. Appreciate you guys. being here. And you can check out The Ally playing at the Public Theater in New York City now through March 17th. All right, coming up, a taste of Italy here in Studio 1A. You've never had a pasta quite like this one. We're going to show you how to make it. You can make it tonight when we come right back. This morning on our uh, Today Table series, we are taking pasta night to a whole new level. And this dish is a little sweet, a little salty. It's the perfect combination. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, we need (laughs) Craig. We've got some unexpected ingredients here, guys, along with unexpected comments. Here at Whip It Up is Chef Elena Besser. You can cook with us by scanning that QR code to get all of the ingredients. Elena, good morning. Good morning, my friends. It's always so much fun when I'm here with all of you. The Um, first thing I asked when you came over, I'm like, did you just one day decide to roast some grapes and see what happens? The answer is yes, I did. Here's the thing. We all have grapes hanging out in the fridge as a snack. We pop Mm -hmm. them as is, but how about roast them in the oven? And they add an unbelievable sweet but still slightly salty taste Mm -hmm. to whatever you are making and specifically in this pasta we are adding these grapes so we're going to roast them Mm -hmm. we'll hit them with some kosher salt which is so fun give them some aromatics of thyme and then we're gonna yeah i'll hit it with the pepper give it a little shake i can't imagine what it tastes like right and we roast these in the oven Mm -hmm. essentially we're gonna have our pasta water going and what i like to do is i'll salt that water up and i'll Mm -hmm. blanch the kale 
beforehand to take uh, some of the bitterness out, mm-hmm. also soften it up, which is really nice. Okay. And then we have some shallot here. We're going to add in some sliced garlic. Mm-hmm. If you don't have shallots, could you use onion? Absolutely. Oh. It's a great uh, sub. And then we're going to take our kale and That's we're going to pop kale. that in, this blanched okay. kale. And it gives okay. it such a bright, beautiful green yes. color. Mm-hmm. This is going to cook on up. We'll saute that up. Um, we are also going to cook up some ground sausage. I like mm. to use a potato masher whenever I'm cooking sausage because oh. what it does is it creates these really fine oh. crumbles. Oh. Um, so, so basically ground sausage that. meat. Exactly. Yeah. Basically ground sausage meat. You could use spicy Italian sausage. I mm. use spicy here to have contrast with the sweet. Right. Or you could use sweet if you want double sweet. We got this orchiette here. We're cooking that up. We are going to add that into our pot of all those tasty delights. And you're okay. going to save your pasta water. We always are, Al. You know it. That's the secret. You have pasta. We call it unicorn water. We call it unicorn water. That, or we ought to bottle that stuff. I love it. Um, I, I and then, yeah, the try a grape. So we're adding in a little bit of that pasta mm-hmm. water. We're going to add in our sausage. We're going to add in our grapes. And we're just going to give it a little tosseroo. And these wow, juices wow. add a ton oh. of flavor as well. Ooh, Look at baby. the color. Right? Isn't it wow. stunning? And then we take some parm and we just go to town with that Ooh. parm. Give it a good grate and uh-huh. just keep on going until you feel like you've gotten a good Wait, arm work. Could you I use a, di- a different wow. pasta shape? You could use any pasta shape you want. Rigatoni would be amazing oh, in here. Yeah. Penne Fusile. would be great. Fusilli. So, Elena, right, on Thanksgiving, get- when we have cranberries and, you know, they're, like, kind of mm. bitter. Yeah. This is giving me, like, try that. Except right? it's not bitter. Right? Oh, and then wow. the, the thing that's so fun in wow. this that I love to do is I'll mm-hmm. take a little goat cheese. I'll mix it with some warm water. That's and then down. it almost creates a Greek yogurt-like oh, look. And you dollop it on top, and it adds that extra tang that is the perfect. Because it's like a creme fraiche, but like exactly, a little Exactly, but extra. a little extra oomph. And oh. it just adds the perfect contrast to oh, this dish. This is heavenly, wow. right, you guys? Wow. Oh, wow. This is a wow. This is Thank amazing. Yeah. Thank you. I can't wait to roast grapes. They're always in my fridge. I'm really, really proud of it. And I'm happy that you're understanding why grapes should go in your pasta. Yes. Wow, my kids would love this. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You can buy these ingredients, wow. <laughs> grapes, for this recipe by scanning the QR code or heading to today.com slash tape today table. And just so you know, today earns commission from this is so much stuff. Today earns a commission <laughs> from purchases through the QR code or links on today.com. We'll be right back. Make this. <laughs> this is worth it. Woo. This is all right, before we go, today is the day. Missy the Clown, the about spring, is out today wherever books are sold. I know, I'm so excited to get your kids to read it and also the paperback edition of the first Misty the Cloud, oh, A Very Stormy oh, wow. Day. That's also available. Yay. That's it. As we build up operation. the Dylan Dreyer Library. I like it. <laughs> I'm working on okay, it. Okay, tomorrow on the third hour of today, the OG, Sam Waterston, live talking about his law and order goodbye. Chung, chung. I love that. All right, well, coming up on Hoda and Jenna, stars of the all-new Little Shop of Horrors, even Rachel Wood and Darren Chris. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Have a good Have day. Have a great day. Bye-bye.